from church to church, God kept saying no. Shall we go and preach in this city? And God would say, no, I don't want you to preach here. They go to the next city. Shall we preach here? And God would say, no. It was like the Holy Spirit just kept saying, no, 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 all the way around until they got to the far end of, of the, the region, to the farthest bit, a place called Troas by the sea. And this is where we'll pick up the story and look at the next bit. So if you've got a Bible... Uh, We're going to look at Acts chapter 16, and we're going to start from verse 9. So Acts 16, verse 9. During the night, Paul had a vision of a man from Macedonia, standing, begging him, come over to Macedonia and help us. After Paul had seen the vision, he got ready at once to leave for Macedonia, concluding that God had called us to preach the gospel to them. Hags, did you, did you hear it? Did you notice? Well, you missed it. It's the first bit in Acts. It's what we call the we verse. In, 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 verse chapter, in, verse, in Acts chapter 16, verse 10, it's the first time that Paul doesn't speak, uh, sorry, Luke doesn't speak just about Paul, but he uses the word we and us. Here, Luke is in the story. Let me read that again. Come over to Macedonia's help. And after Paul had seen the vision, we got ready at once to leave for Macedonia, concluding that God had called us to preach the gospel to them. From Troas, we put out to sea and sailed straight uh, to Samothrace. And the next day we went on to Neapolis and then we traveled to Philippi, a Roman colony in the leading city of the district of Macedonia. Now we stayed there several days. And on the Sabbath, we went outside the city gate to find the river, where we expected to find a place, of wor- a place of prayer. We sat down and began to speak to the women who had gathered there. One of those listening was a woman from the city of Thyatira, named Lydia, dealer of purple cloth. She was a worshiper of God. The Lord opened her heart to respond to Paul's message, and when she And when she and her members of her household were baptized, and she invited us into her home, if you consider me a believer in the Lord, she said, come and stay at my house. And she persuaded us. When you are the plan. That's where we're going to go. When you are the plan, you are are the plan. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither my ways your ways, declare the Lord. As the heavens are higher and the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. God doesn't think like us. He doesn't do things like us. And sometimes we just got to learn and trust and see what he's up to. As you say, they've, they've learned an important lesson of, of, of walking what five, a 500-mile walk They went on a two-day boat ride to enter a new continent, to go to a Roman colony, to only preach to a small group of women and only have one people respond, a female, a Gentile, who said yes to God. I I don't know about you, but... uh, this journey from, from Troas across to Neo, Neo, uh, Neopolis, it's, it's 
quite a way. It's about 120 miles across the sea. Let me give you the next picture. So it's a 120-mile journey. And um, it takes Paul about five or six days to come back. But obviously it must be downhill because it only took him two days to get there. And when they get there, they had to get off the boat and walk to, to Philippi. Philippi is a, a key strategic point. In, in, in the Roman Empire at that time. It's on the, the Ignatius Way. It's an important road from, from, from east to west, or west to east, depending on which way you're going. But it's a key city in the thing. It's not the capital city, but it is the key city. It's a famous city. It's where um, the, the Roman Civil War was fought. So just outside on the plains uh, where, Octa- uh, um, where um, Octavian uh, took, took on uh, the, the, the Romans after the, the, the death or the, or the murder of uh, Julius Caesar and, and where he won and then went on to be emperor. And so he set up in the city of Philippi. He gave it to some veterans and said, go and live there and rule there. It, being, being a colony, it means it's, it's not really part of Greece. It feels more part of Rome, like a little part of Rome out in the thing. They, they don't pay taxes or, um, or, or tributes like they do in the rest of the world at this point because they are a colony. They are extremely proud to be a colony. Uh, they are self-ruled. Um, so it's, it's really important to them. And we'll find out how important next week when, when Danny preaches, when Danny tells us uh, about the next part on this adventure. But to go back, it's a long way they've had to walk. And it's been a, a, almost like a disappointing response. Most times when they go to the city, loads of people respond and they start up a, a church. But this time, only one person responds. And if it, if it was Saul the Pharisee, rather than Paul the Christian, if it was Saul in his olden days, he would have, he would have uh, been really disappointed. But Paul the Christian had a different answer because he knew what Jesus was like. That Jesus came to earth to seek and to save that which was lost. And this woman from, uh, from was it Thyatira, which was a famous city when it came to, to uh, dyeing uh, cloth, the, the color purple, I'm trying to look around how many people's got purple on this morning. There's a, there's a few in here, but purple was a color. It was like the key color uh, to have. It was, it was what, what kings and nobles would wear because it was so expensive to make. And this city, uh, uh, Thyatira, was, was the, the, the city who, who, who were expert at it. And it cost so much money, so it was such a, an important, such a, a wealthy thing to have that people who made it tended to be very well off. So, so this woman that we're looking at, this Lydia, would have been extremely well off. She would have been posh. Not only was she posh, um, but she, she was persuasive, wasn't she? She persuaded the, 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 the team to stay at our house. She would have had a, a household. She probably would have had servants and slaves. She would have been in the upper class of the city. And here she said, come and stay at my house. You know, Jesus, Jesus when he was around, when Paul, Paul was thinking about him, Jesus was always after the one. He told a story about sheep. You said a farmer or a, or a shepherd had a hundred sheep and one went missing. He left the 99 
to go and look for the one. And I think this would be rattling around in Paul's head that morning. He's come all this way for one, but one that matters. You probably remember the day that, that Jesus took his disciples on a detour. You know, when uh, Jesus used to live up north in a place called Galilee. And Galilee, uh, they'd always travel from Galilee down to Jerusalem. And to do so, they would avoid the, the area in the middle called Samaria. No good Jew would go into Samaria. They would walk days around it to avoid it. But one day, Jesus said to his, to his disciples, we're going on an adventure to Samaria. They're like, you're kidding. They don't like us there. Come on, he said, let's go. And he, I imagine they were saying, when we get back, don't tell mom. Okay, because I'll be grounded if you know I was being in Samaria. And we went there, and, and Jesus sent them off to get food while he had an appointment with a lady at the well. And it's the biggest conversation that's recorded in a Bible that he has with anyone else. It's the, the first person he announces that he is the Messiah to. This woman who would seem was unimportant was hugely important in the kingdom of God. And the same goes to this woman, Lydia. She would seem unimportant to most people, but to God, she really mattered. And you matter. You matter to God too. You see, this woman was loved. The, the master plan that God has, you know what I mean, sending these people all that way seems a bit crazy, but, but God's plans always seem a little bit crazy, don't they? I think sometimes, I'm sure if God sat you down and explained what you're going to do, you'd be thinking, that's, that's nuts. Imagine what you say to Joshua, got a plan, okay, I want you to take all the people and I want you to match around the city once, okay, take, take the Ark of the Covenant, some trumpets, but just once. Okay, the first day. Okay, second day, once round. Third day, another time round. I want you to do it until the seventh day. On the seventh day, I want you to march round seven times. And when you march round on the seventh times, I want you to blow the trumpets. And I want all the people to cheer. Have you got, you imagine Paul going, we're trying to get into it. What, what are we doing? It seems like a crazy plan. You don't knock walls down by cheering and marching. But God had a plan. Imagine what he said to um, uh, when he came across uh, Jehoshaphat. Jehoshaphat, there's this, these three nations marching towards him, this vast army um, coming. And God says, don't worry about it. I've got you. Just go out and watch what I'm going to do. And he goes, okay. Would you have that courage? Not only did he say, okay, I'm going to go and watch. He said, oh, like, let's put the band at the front. Maybe he didn't like the band, John. <laughs> There's a few people there. <laughs> he puts the band at the front, gets some singing as they watch off. And as they get there to the place where, where, the, where this, this vast army is, they look down and they've all killed each other. God has stepped in and done something. And why wouldn't we mention Gideon today? Gideon. God turns up in his life and says, okay, we're going to do something amazing. 
It says, again, a massive army, three nations coming. It says, they, they looked like a swarm of locusts. There were so many, it would be easier to count the, the, the sand on the beach and to count the numbers coming against them. And God said to Gideon, watch what I'm going to do. I'm going to take this army that you have, and we're going to reduce it to 300, and that's all we need. And with 300 men, they go out, and they defeat this massive army. If you told the plan to Gideon, he would have gone like, I'm staying in bed, I ain't getting up, I ain't doing this. God's ways aren't our ways. His plans aren't our plans. And he sends these people off to find this woman, to tell her that she matters to God, that she is loved by God. And she matters to God, and you matter to God. And she was loved by God, and you are loved by God. But the thing is, we have to to choose. God opened her heart to Paul's message, but she had to choose to follow God. God doesn't force us to follow him, but we have to. To give, but he gives us the choice. That's generally true, I find. Not so true when it came to Paul himself. Remember, God blinded him, and you know, I mean, it wasn't until his eyes were opened that someone prayed for him. But we all have to choose to follow God. You know, to be loved is a wonderful thing, but it comes with a cost, doesn't it? You have to take a risk, you have to open your heart, you have to tell another how you feel. Can you remember that? Ryan, can you remember that when you had to go and, and go to Carice and say how you felt, knowing that she could reject you? Uh, it's one of the most scary things ever, isn't it? I, I, I met, uh, met my wife at a, a, a Christian camp, and uh, we were both leaders. I was a speaker at the camp. And uh, at the end of, of the week, we went for a walk along the beach. It's a beautiful beach. There was a beautiful moon. There was a sea lapping at our feet. It was just perfect. And I was thinking, how do I share how I feel about this girl? So I kissed her. It could have gone two ways. She could have decked me, <laughs> or she could kiss me. And um, thankfully, she chose to, to kiss me. But she, it's always that putting it out there, isn't it? I, 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 I love you. I, 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 I want to be with you where you could be rejected. And here God does it. He comes and he says, I love you. I want to be your father. I want you to follow me. And people could choose to, to, to do that or not. On this occasion, some women chose not to follow, but Lydia chose to follow. God loves you so much. As a father loves a child, he came from heaven to earth for us. He became a man for us. He humbled him himself for us. He died for us on a cross. He loves you so much. In Philippians, uh, this letter where, where, where Paul will write to this church, this, this little group of people, and, uh, and when he writes it, he, he talks about 
how, how Jesus humbled himself, even though created equal, who's equal to God, did not find that something to grasp it, made himself lower, taking on the form of a man, coming to earth, he humbled himself, became obedient to, to God, even to a cross. What is that like? What is it like when someone humbles themselves? I came across this, this video, which is just beautiful. It's not a perfect video. It's, not being, it's been recorded by someone in the audience. Uh, uh, and you can see it. And you can just see it. When I see it, I just see this is a bit what God's like. So, so watch this. It's not long. Stop it there. <laughs> but God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son. He so loved the world. He, he so loved you. What does so look like? Well, I think that's what it looks like when, it, when a dad goes on stage to help his daughter do ballet. That's what it means. God so loved you. He came to rescue. He came and he, he chose us and he opened his hearts to us, hoping that one day that we would choose him. God so loved us. But here's the thing. You are the plan. You ever wondered? It, you know I mean, it says, it says in, in is it verse 8? Nope. It says it in verse 12. And we stayed there for several days. How long did they stay 
Days. Several days, but days. How long did Paul go to that city? Days. Wasn't weeks, wasn't months, wasn't years. It was days. He turned up for days and then he left with his team and, and left these people to go and make a church. What was God's plan? God's plan was, well, Lydia, you're going to have to be in the church leadership team because there's only you at this point. And later on, we'll find next week that there's a, there's a Roman, a Roman jailer who'll turn up. I'm not sure how good he's going to be, but he'll turn up in the story. And there's a possibility of a little slave girl. I'm not quite sure. We don't know what happened to her in the story. So there could be three of them. But there's not many. And God's going to do something wonderful through them. A small group. You are the team. You are the plan. And God still does things that way. You are the plan that he has. You ever wondered that? How how does God answer prayers in this world? By you. That's how he does it. He chooses to do things through his people. How is he going to reach your friends and neighbors? By you being the difference. By you being the light. We, we talk about this in, in, in our vision that we, we, are, we are called to be centered in community. That we are called to go to places where no one else is. What's your community? The place where you live and you're called to be the light. The place where you work, you're called to be the difference there. You may be the only Christian in your office and you're called to be different. You may be the only Christian in your family. I, I'm, going to a, I'm going to a family do um, a couple of weeks from now in July. Uh, my, my uncle got married last year, but because there were restrictions, we couldn't dance. And they thought that that was a bad thing. And I thought that was a brilliant thing. But, uh, but they said, we're, we're going to have, have a dance and we'd like you all to come back. And so all the family are turning up. You know, I can't think of anything worse than dancing. God gave me two left feet. Gave my wife two left feet as well. I, this week, Rachel ordered some shoes from M&S and they arrived. And I said, there, Rachel, I, I texted her, I went, Rachel, did, um, did you tell M&S how good your dancing was? And she went, what do you mean? And I went, well, your shoes have arrived. And I sent her a picture of the shoes and they've sent two left feet. <laughs> Takes back, you're not funny. (laughs) I'm not going to dance. I'm going because I'm called to be light in my family. Most of my family don't know who God is. And it gives me a chance to go and say, let me explain what he's like. He's like a father who loves his child. And so I'm going to go and I'm going to tell and I'm going to be and I'm going to shine because that's what he's asked me to do. But what communities are you part of? What, what things have God asked you to stand out and shining? That's what it means. You're part of the plan. God has a plan for us all. There's no sitting back in the kingdom of God. There's no uh, thinking, well, you know, I mean, well, I'm not the expert. 
I'm not the minister here. Let him do all this stuff. It doesn't work that way. God calls us all. He has a plan for us all. It's not when you say, well, I don't know enough. You know what I mean? I'm not religious enough. I mean, I go to church occasionally. And I, you know what I mean? I don't read my Bible. I don't even know it enough. You, how much did Lydia know? She knew nothing. She wasn't even from a Jewish background where, you know what I mean, she would have had things. She, she was a, a sympathizer in some ways, but she didn't have the knowledge of what the others did. But yet God was going to do something amazing through her. I'm not good enough. That's why we have grace. God has a plan for you. Will you be open to what he's going to do for you? So he has a plan. And he's chosen you. And he's done it because he loves you. Will you be open to that? says this in Matthew, you are the light of the world. A town built on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people put a light, neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on its stand and it gives light to everyone in the house. So Father, take us, use us for your kingdom. May we be like Lydia. And she's going to go on and do an amazing thing in your name. May we be like her. May, may, may we make a difference in your kingdom. I thank you that you love us. I thank you that you chose us. But may we be your plan. Open our eyes to the things that you want us to do. May we make a difference in the things we say, the way we live, the way we love. So bless us this day in your name. Amen. Amen.